Jesus, the hush of your holiness is palpable in this room. And we bow before you and we say, worthy is the Lamb. We thank you. We don't even have words to thank you for taking the beating upon your face and the crown of thorns, the beating of your body, the nails, the shame, the humiliation. You were the lion who had no roar that day, but the lamb that was silent. And you absorbed it all. And you carried it all to the grave. So that when you rose, you indeed had purchased everything for us. And for this planet and for this universe upon universe and solar system upon solar system. You were the one who came out of the majestic glory. And you are perfect light and power. And all heaven bows before you. So we come tonight to say we want to be a little group where the Son of Man can lay his head and rest. And you can be free to be yourself tonight. So Holy Spirit, please come. Empower us to let go of every good thing that we know. And even good things that have worked. That we may receive a higher revelation. Because it would bring you such joy, Lord. if you would join me just put your hand over your heart and let's say together oh Holy Spirit please give me the power to receive all the love Jesus has for me oh Holy Spirit We welcome you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. There is a longing in the heart of the Son, and such a strong longing that Hebrews 7.25 tells us he just can't stop praying for us. It says even now he lives to intercede for us, that 24-7 
He is praying and praying and praying for you and for you and for me. And in the vastness of the heart of the Son of God, the Messiah himself, he can pray for everyone on this planet with intense personal love and hold the nations in the other chamber of his heart, hold the Father's desires in the other chamber, and partner with the Holy Spirit in the other chamber. The chambers of his heart pulsate with longing of Please know I'm more than you think I am. Please, please receive the love that I have for you. And please receive the honor I have for you. For as surely as Adam and Eve walked together, he is the second Adam, and he's waiting for his Eve, which is the bride. He's waiting for his Eve to stand beside him in oneness, a bride that is so surrendered all the bride knows, male and female of that bride. All we know is we have one heart, and it's all about him, and there's nothing else that matters, nothing else that comes close. There is no other desire. There is no other ambition. There is no other influence. There is no other thought. There is no other goal. There is no other reason to have breath than to receive the Messiah Christ in this earth and to release him. And yet knowing no two people ever release him the same. And so just because all these are releasing doesn't mean I should think I'm not called. If you have breath, you still have God-given DNA that this earth needs. And least legalism whisper to you, that does not always mean doing something your highest God-given DNA is to pour the oil of anointing of love upon the Savior. The highest thing you can do with your life is to worship and to pour oil and love over him and tell him how wonderful he is and how marvelous he is and comfort him. The one person who walked this earth that he said, talk about this woman as long as you preach the gospel, simply anointed his head with oil going, I know you're the king and I know you're the high priest. She just poured love over him. And he said, oh, she's done a beautiful thing. Don't ever forget her. He didn't say that about David or Paul or John. He said, do you see this woman? Don't forget her. She saw me. She saw that I am the God. I am the Savior with a heart who weeps over Jerusalem, weeps over Israel, weeps over the lost sheep. I'm the one who celebrates. I'm the one who wants to infiltrate you with the very joy that I carry. See me? And yet, we can't see him. <laughs> Scripture says it takes Father kind of <laughs> blowing over to clear the clouds away 
So we can hear that message of salvation. And Jesus said in John 16, he said, I I have so much more that I want to say to you, my disciples, but you can't bear it. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and give it to you. That sounds a little confusing in the English, but the image is this. The Father reached inside of himself and he said, all of this is mine, son. I put it in you. Wow. And then, Son turns to the Holy Spirit and says, Holy Spirit, all of this is mine because the Father gave it to me, so I put it in you. And the Holy Spirit says, you believe that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Son of the living God? Here, all that is of the Father and the Son and mine, I put it in you. And it's all inside your spirit. And as some of us talked yesterday, your body will wither away, your soul will die, but the spirit that is in you is the same spirit you will carry to heaven with you. Your spirit is immortal. And your spirit carries the fullness of him. The truth is, we've gotten so used to living out of our soul. We default to, well, what do I think? And what am I processing? And what am that we forget to sometimes go so peace. Spirit arise, calm the house of me. What are your thoughts? How do you want to express love? Listen to just the beauty of the scripture. It's in Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as Christ was chosen before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he chose us for adoption through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will and to the praise of his glory. You want to know what your DNA is? Be the praise of his glory. 
And when people see you and they watch you grow and they watch you change and they watch how you love and they hear you, it's just to the praise of his glory because they know the realm in which you're relating doesn't feel like earthly relationships. You're releasing something that's heavenly. He has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he has lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time and to unite all things in him in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance. Having been chosen according to his purpose, who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Verse 19, the greatness of his power that flows toward those of us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in heavenly places far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but in ages to come. And he put all things under his feet, gave him as the head over all things to the church, which is his body, to the fullness of him who fills all in all. And if you'd like to hear what that sounds like, abbreviated, he said the same thing in John 17 when he prayed. And he said, oh, Father, I got one passion, Father. May they be one with us and one another so that the whole world will know you sent me and so that they will truly believe the same love you have for me, you have for them. And Father, I have put my glory in you. Did you hear it? Did you hear who you really are? Did you hear that Father took everything that was his and gave it to Jesus? And Jesus put it in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's in the, the earth waiting. Does, does anybody want the inheritance? I'll put it in your spirit. And in your spirit will be the fullness of him. 
know the passage so well in Ephesians 3 when it talks about the heights, the depths, the widths, the lengths of his love. And it concludes with, so that the fullness, you have the fullness of him in you, dear one. You're not waiting. You're not waiting to receive anything. It's already in you. the ones that discover it are the ones who don't know anything. If you have a need to know or control, you probably aren't going to discover it, baby. The all. And continually moving from glory to glory is for the childlike who come relationally to him. I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed. Jesus said, you love me. I surrender. There's nothing I can dream and nothing I can imagine that will exceed the all you already have deposited in me. I may read books and I may hear messages that stir me, but I already have it. That's why Paul said, you have the anointing in you. You will never receive more of Jesus than you have right now. You have the fullness of him in you. And we walk according to desire. Do I desire to think, 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 and f- do this and focus on me and focus on things of this earth? Or do I desire the one who has sought me with a pure heart? It is a journey of being on this planet. What do we desire? And that's why we go through healing journeys. That's why we go through getting rid of religion. And we, we just clean out all the stuff in our soul that takes up so much space that it consumes our attention and he gets a little bit. You have all. And it was this Lamb of God who paid the price So this very moment, you have all in you. You will not receive more of him in heaven. It's just your soul won't cloud your vision. You have the fullness. And so here's the picture. Ephesians 1 says he's seated in heavenly places. Ephesians 2 says we're seated in heavenly places. So a couple of you have heard this, but I pray you hear it with fresh ears because he keeps saying repeat it, repeat it. Here is the Father. The Father reaches inside of himself, turns to his right, and puts it in the Son. Then standing next to the sun is the spirit. 
and the sun reaches and puts it all in the spirit, and they're like this circle that's still got an opening. And so the father on one end of the circle, the spirit on the other, have their hands out, reach, saying, come on. You belong here with us. You're in the family. And if you can believe the blood is enough, then you step in and you take their hands. And here you are, according to Scripture, in a circle with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Spirit is here to reveal Jesus to you and help you understand the Father. He's the one that helps us bridge the gap from our soul to our spirit so we can understand what this inheritance means and understand what is the beauty of this. And it's the spirit that allows us to hear Father's voice or Jesus' voice. And the more time you spend here, really like a child, like a child in awe, like, I'm in the circle? Father, I'm in your family? Jesus, I'm really your bride? Like, I'm in the family circle with the three of you? And you're just in awe of their humility to include you. And they're just speaking to the all that is already in you. Saying, come on. It's in you. Draw from the spirit. Live from the spirit. And they're just warning you to feel their presence and feel the surrounding love and just feel of Oh, this doesn't feel anything like my soul. This is deep calling to deep in spirit to spirit. This is the place Paul talked about when he says, eye has not seen and ear hasn't heard and it hasn't entered the heart of man and the mind of man, what God will do for the one who loves him, but the spirit will show them. And the image is just Rest and say, Holy Spirit, give me the power to receive the love and the power to live in the Spirit. You are always, always, always in this circle. Always not just when you're in a service or you feel his presence or goosebumps. This is your reality always. I am always in his presence. And he is always in my presence. If you will forgive the childlike analogy, my spirit's here always. My soul does the old hokey pokey, you know. Left foot in, left foot out. I'm in, I'm out. Shake it all about, you know. And so then we believe our soul. I wish I could feel the presence of God. 
I remember one time being on a prayer retreat. I was down in Madison, Indiana. And he was saying, take this road, take this road, take this road, because I love the river down there. And he said, do you see the river? No. Is the river still there? Yes, sir. Who moved? I said, I did. He said, just like you drove away, he said, the river of my presence, you're always in my presence. I'm always ready to give you my fullness. I do not mete it out. My fullness is available in every moment. The hardest thing is to be still. Did you notice when Paul put on the armor of God in Ephesians 6? Put it on and stand. In other words, don't go in and out. Stand. Dear ones, this tonight is like all things of the higher realms of the kingdom. It sounds simplistic. And it sounds childlike. Because Jesus himself said only the childlike will enter and understand the kingdom. But this is what you're made for. The gospel is simple. It's simple. But it's our soul that pulls us out. It doesn't mean get fakey super spiritual and deny your journey and deny your heart it just gives you purpose of why you really want to do the journey of healing and you really want to understand his word and worship because you can bit by bit tip the balance and live here more so whether it's with your children or you're living alone or it's the grandchildren or it's your ministry or you're by yourself. It doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing. Your call is come. Stand in the circle with us. Be family with us. The fullness is already in you. Sometimes we'll say, we want more of him. That's our beautiful language, and we all mean the same thing by it. The truth is you already have all of him. Scripture says the fullness of Christ is already in you. And it's already in me. And because love is patient and love is kind, he just waits For us to awaken, to say, will you live your life through me, Jesus? Would you lead me to the mind of Christ, the heart of Christ, the word of Christ? You see, love between human beings can be pretty complicated. It's not with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit because they never change. They're always loving, 
always welcoming, always waiting, always ready to give you the fullness and always ready to say, oh, I don't remember that you did that. Here, let's start anew. And they're always there ready to share their secrets with you. And they're always there ready to pull back the veil so that you can see everything in your life was for a kingdom purpose. Doesn't mean he sent darkness or pain, but he is there to say when you come into this circle, where he is the name that's above everything else that has a name, in this circle, I can take anything. I took even the torture of a cross and made it a victory. I can take anything out of you and put my resurrection power in its place. You have a spirit. And that spirit is immortal. It is your eternal life that's already begun here. And the fullness of Christ is in you, Scripture says. And they literally have invited you in to the heavenly places with them, Scripture says. And here, may we love you. May we help you. May, may we reveal ourselves to you? I love this amplified of John 17 when he's praying for disciples. Father, I pray that my joy may he be full and complete and perfect in them, that they may experience my delight that's fulfilled in them. Do you realize when you're here, dear ones, and, and you begin moving and going, the fullness is here. I don't have to say, come Jesus or give me this Jesus. The fullness is here. And you, you start getting a little bit of a glimpse of what? Look at the wonder of love that I'm invited in and his inheritance is mine and he wants to help me and he wants to live his life with me and through me. He says, oh, that fulfills my joy when you see how much I really love you. Hmm. And I pray that my enjoyment may be perfected in their own soul. Can you imagine living so much out of the reality of this that the one who loves you, who is not complete until you know he loves you, that his delight becomes perfect when you know he delights in you. Until then, he's not perfect in delight he loves you but when you know he delights in you you fill him up so that my joy may be full complete and perfect in them 
that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them, that my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls, that they may have my gladness within them, filling their hearts. In the miracle of miracle, and we won't turn to 1 John chapter 3 or 4, there's a place in his heart he has chosen to leave incomplete until you know that you know. He doesn't just love you. You're in this heavenly place circle with him, and the fullness of his inheritance belongs to you. You see, when scripture says God is a jealous God, it's not, oh, he's angry, jealous. It's the passion you have when you love someone with all your being and all you want is good for them. And you just want to pour love on them. But then when they turn and turn their attention everywhere else or do this and this and they're not able, you get, he says, it's a, it's a tender-hearted jealousy. I just want you to receive more. He says, because I know when you receive it, you're lifted out of the earthly realm. You know that song, don't you? He is jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. I am the tree bending beneath the weight of his glory. And what, there's a line in the songs this is the afflictions. Oh, those are eclipsed. It's like I don't even have an awareness of them. There is a reprieve when I am in my spirit with him and I am lost in how much he loves me. Then I remember who I am. I am a spirit man, a spirit woman who is traveling this earth to overflow the fullness of Christ that's already in me. And that fullness is that which is greater in me that's greater than that which is in the world. And it's that fullness which will guide and buoy me through. So tonight he's simply saying, please, you're already in the circle. Can we love you? Will you give us permission, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, permission to heal your soul step by step so you can live from the fullness? Sometimes we look at the Gospels and we're in awe of Jesus, and we should be, but you have that same Jesus in you, darling. And it's not just to do prophecy and signs and wonders, although we overflow those things. It is to love you. <laughs> It's to love you first because his joy is flooded up and fulfilled when you know it and his joy then becomes your strength. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
We're in this circle with you. <laughs> and you bring to mind that old chorus that's you made a circle. Be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by. May that circle be unbroken. Yeah, you know it. He's, but when he sings it, he's talking about this now. So before we worship, let's put our hand over our heart and say, oh, Holy Spirit, please give me the power to receive all the love you have.